0: Welcome, everyone, to the second um, installment or live for my video uh, podcast. I do uh, have a podcast called the All Things Black Podcast. I'm the host, Mr. Black Ovation. You can literally uh, hear my recent episodes and past episodes uh, just about on any streaming platform, and that is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, uh, what have you. Um, Many of you see the title And I hope it's of interest uh, to those that might be chiming in and uh, we're kind of going to kind of dissect the question um, from the title. We did do a part one that you can find on the YouTube channel, all things black podcast again with me, Mr. Black Ovation. And if you do migrate over to the YouTube channel, make sure you become a subscriber, like, share and comment uh, on that platform. So Again, we're going to tackle the question um, so many have actually been talking about on different platforms and things like that. And they've been um, struggling or grappling with the question of what do you bring to the table? We explored it the last time and we kind of changed the question uh, to make it a little bit more centered because we found that that question uh, has been very divisive in many um, circles, Uh, the women have their perspective, men have their perspective on it, and it's been uh, combative in a way that's not been very productive. So we tried to explore the question again on the first episode by saying, what does God want me to bring to the table in terms of relationships? So with that being said, I'm gonna introduce my guest, and again, this is the second installment of the part two of that. Uh, I want it to be a third part, but I'm going to um, introduce my guest. Uh, he was here last time, my dear brother, uh, F.E.L. Levi from the Forefront Express. Again, he's a podcaster, uh, very brilliant brother. Uh, he um, has a bevy of knowledge and insight and inspiration and wisdom. Um, from a historical perspective and a biblical perspective. So with that being said, I'm going to allow Brother Levi to give a few words before we begin the discussion and uh, those of you that may be watching, again chime in, share the live, uh, be sure to come up you know become a subscriber and things like that. okay so with that being said, um, Brother Levi, go ahead and uh, have a few words before we get started brother.
1: Alrighty, Peace and blessings to you all. Thanks for having me on. Shalom to all of y'all that are tuning in. I'm Afia Levi, the host of the Forefront Radio, where we talk about black history according to the Bible. We get into a lot of great discussions, teaching history, teaching, uh, having commentary, and a lot of great uh, talk about how we can better our community in the black diaspora. Appreciate being a part of this show, man. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir.
0: Absolutely. It's always a a joy and a blessing uh, to have you um, on my show. Like I said, you're very informative and I love the perspectives that you give um, um, biblically and historically. We kind of chimed in originally with the first installment of the first part of that question. And the question being, what does God want me to bring to the table? Um, Again, there's so many people I Having the question or you know, having a dialogue centered around the question, what do you bring to the table? And you and I kind of went in and we kind of explored that question and both came to the agreement that that question really is a materialistic type of question. uh, Which in terms, um, to me, um, makes it very divisive, makes it very combative, and it makes it um, very competitive among, you know, men and women. Uh, Because, again, you got so many people out there that that can attest to that they've acquired certain things materially. Um, They've acquired certain degrees, things like that. They're, um, I guess, pretty affluent. They're they're well-traveled, things like that. So um, in that regard, it seems like it's a never-ending circle or cycle of, you know, I, I have more to you, more than you to bring to the table. So now you have to match me. And if you can't match me, then therefore uh, we can't really have a relationship. Um, what do you think about What What are your thoughts about that? And where do we go from this point from having the conversation and, and again, to maybe changing the narrative and the thought process to
1: ask the question that we're asking, what does God
0: want me to bring to
1: the table? Right, definitely. And it's an important question because right now we're going through some sort of weird social media gender war where men are against women and women are against men for a simple question, you know. And and like you were saying earlier, it's inconsequential for us to look at it from a westernized mindset, you know. Um, when you think about the the topic of love in itself, right? We look at it directly from Rome, and there's several different types of love. You got the agape love. You got the eros love, which is erotic love. You have the brotherly love. But the godly love of the Bible, we're missing that completely. We we fell off the, the wagon with that per se. <laughs> so remember last time when we had our discussion, we were talking about what does the most high require of us as a nation of people? And he says specifically the steps that we need to take to get it right is this Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12. And now, Israel, what did the Lord thy God require of? of thee, but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord, his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. So what are the commandments that God requires? When you look through the entire uh, history book, the black history book known as the Bible, he gives us clear instruction for women as well as for men. For men, you know, you have to work, you have to be a provider, you have to be a protector. These things men clearly already understand from a traditional standpoint. But as far as our sisters, for some reason we're following WAP culture. And what do I mean by WAP culture? The the over-sexualized promiscuity that is the psychological devaluing of our women to the level of a bed like in slavery times. Okay. We're perpetuating this thing. And what we're doing now as faith-minded individuals and podcasters are now saying, look, let's examine what the creator desires. Does the creator want our women to dress like, you know, uh, uh, Nicki Minaj and all that stuff? No, not at all. Um, many people are familiar with Proverbs 31, for example, right? I know you heard Proverbs 31. Guess what? Proverbs 31 doesn't just apply to women. It also applies to men. So what we can get into, if you like, we can get into discussion for the men first, and then we can get into discussing for the women.
0: Yeah, let's 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 do that because here's, here's the thing for me. Um, we have to begin to set this thing all right. And in order to do that, we first have to acknowledge the creator himself And that chain of command That follows So yes, um, I'm of the mindset Yes, we always want to start with the men uh, Because we're the ones that are The leaders are supposed to be the leaders And we're the ones that are supposed to you know, Be the um, problem fixers or, or so to speak right? So we always want to address, in my opinion anyway We always want to address the men first And if the men is in um, Line for correction Then we need that as men, we need to start correcting ourselves as men and making sure that we're in alignment uh, before we start talking about our sisters. So that's my mindset right now. So please, if you would go into that for me, because I've never heard it uh, in, in that regard um, about a problem of 31 man. So So go right ahead, brother.
1: All right, so when you look at Proverbs 31, right, it's a prophecy that Solomon, or also known as Lemuel, is told by his mother. His mother gives him sound instruction and advice on what to do as a man. Watch this. Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 3. Well, actually, let's start at verse 2. It says this, "'What, my son, and what, the son of my womb, and what, the son of my vows? Give not thy strength,' unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. Wait a minute, hold on. So the Bible gives instruction for men to not give their strength, their power, their authority over to the women. A lot of times what happens in our Black society today is that the, the power structure has left from the dominance of a male role model to the female, okay? So now, logically speaking, when you look at the animal kingdom, the lioness doesn't run it, the male, the lion runs it, okay? So God himself is speaking and prophesying through Solomon's mother, telling him this, give not your strength, your power, your authority, your judgment, Unto a woman, nor thy ways to that which destroys kings. So now, one may say to themselves, "Okay, does that apply to me as a person? It, does God view us men as kings?" And we say, "Yes, the Scriptures does say that." In Exodus chapter nineteen, verse uh, fifteen, uh, verse six, it says this: "And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests." a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. So the men of our nation are a kingdom of priests, a kingdom of righteousness, meaning what? We're separate. We're different. We're not the same like everybody else. Does that make sense so far?
0: yeah absolutely it definitely makes uh, sense I do have some questions though I'm I'm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. let you go ahead and flow but I do have some questions in regards to that so so go right ahead
1: okay so when it's talking about not giving your authority over to a woman or your strength there are other scriptures that kind of give more clarity on the matter, okay? What we do is we go into the Bible, and we go precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. In uh, technical terms, it's called cross-referencing. So we'll find one scripture talking about a subject, and we'll find another additional scripture to support our argument, okay? So this is found in Sirach, or Ecclesiasticus, chapter 33, And it starts at verse 19. It says this. Actually, let's start at 18. It says, Hear me, O ye great men of the people, and hearken with your ears, ye rulers of the congregation. Remember, the Most High set us up to be kings and priests over our nation. Watch this. Give not thy son and wife, thy brother and friend, power over thee, while thou livest, and give not thy goods to another, lest it repent thee, and thou entreatest for the same again. As long as thou livest, and has breath in thee, give not thyself over to any. So, God is telling us clearly, right? As a man, you set up the rules and regulations for the kingdom. The kingdom is your household. How you run your household has to be followed decently and in order. Meaning what? There is no such thing as a queendom. There is a kingdom. Meaning the king has the ultimate authority on how that household is run. So now, what, what unfortunately has happened here in America... The opposite now has has occurred, where our women now are are ruling and in authority. And this is actually one of the generational curses written about in the Bible, where our women are in authority. Watch this. Uh, Isaiah chapter 3, verse 12, it says this, as for my people, referring to blacks, Latinos, Native American, the children of Israel, as for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. So I remember now, that scripture, yes, sir. If you look at the black community clearly, our women are our women are out of order, our young men are out of order, they're going around as thugs, gangbangers, shooting one another, robbing one another, our children are literally oppressing us. What are we reading? The Bible. And then it says, and women, right? rule over them. This is the post-traumatic slave mindset of, I'm an independent Black woman. This came from the CIA. This came from Gloria Steinem and the feminist movement that pushed extreme feminism to our men and women. So now they think it's a prop. There's nothing wrong with women being in charge. What's wrong with that? But we see the effects of this over-emotional children that can't handle disputes where they're resolving their issues with a gun as opposed to peace. So this is what the Bible is talking about when it says, don't give your authority to others. We can't give our authority as men to our women now. We have to stand forth as strong fathers. We have to stand forth as strong leaders, strong husbands, as a guide to lead our nation back to its proper authority
0: okay got it got it so at least one of the questions that i want to you know pose to you with all of that um is first of all how much more of a burden then is it for us as men to make sure we are connected to the divine if we are talking about we are supposed the house is supposed to be in order and if the house is not in order of course we we can talk about socioeconomics, we can talk about all the different things that slavery has done to us because you know that's a that's a, a a piece of the puzzle that is heavily um you know in our community where you know yes you know you know we as black men were definitely you know emasculated stripped of our manhood stuff like that and uh in in a in a society where we Uh, Living right now, it's really all about materialism and the dollars that was produced by and from, you know, slavery. So, um, you know, with that, they made sure that they left black men out of the loop because they did not want a black man, a black man to be the center of his house and to make sure that he takes care of his, uh, takes care of his home. So we were thoroughly emasculated in that sense. So how much more um, heavily uh, should we as men be burdened to make sure that we are in alignment with the creator and how much he- how much more heavily is it that black men need to align themselves with each other so that we can create a sense of community and pull that um, that which is out of order back to order? Because here's, here's, here's the thing. Right. Um, and I'm playing devil's advocate right now and I hate to use that word. The pushback probably will be. Well, there is nothing that has been created, which which is, you know, not entirely true, but there's nothing that's been created in a whole from black men to safeguard or make the house in order, you know, keep the house in order so that uh, our women would be able to follow our lead and our children would be in a place where they would, you know, be also in alignment with that. the chain of command so uh, if you would address that
1: yeah definitely in order for us to release the burden that we have here in this society we have to let go of the uh illusion that we are just negroes that we are just normal people we are not we are chosen by the creator of the universe And that goes into renewing the mind. When you look at Romans chapter 12, right, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy—that means separate, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's reasonable for us to be as men, taking care of our business as men. It's not a hard thing; it's not a burden. But how we get there is this: verse two, and be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. What does that mean? We cannot be assimilated, Hellenized ingrained in the notions of how this society wants us to reign as men. No, because you see the effeminization, like you just mentioned. You see the the pushing of our men into uh, effeminate, overly emotional traits. God says, don't conform. Don't allow yourself Be a rebel, be a revolutionary. The Bible is a revolutionary book for the black man and black woman. It's saying, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how do I renew my mind? I open this book and I don't see it from a European perspective. I read that God is black. I read that Christ is black. I read of King Solomon, King David, describing themselves as black men. And then I say to myself, hold up. We got a book in the Bible called Kings, not niggas, kings. We got a book of the Bible called Judges. So that tells me that our ancestors were the kings and judges of the earth. We have to renew our minds. We are not Negro. We are not Hispanic. We are not Latino. We are chosen specifically by God. So now in order for us to fix it, what do we have to do? We have to gather ourselves together. Watch this, Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 1. Gather yourselves together, yea, gather together, O nation not desired. If you look at the so called African Americans, Haitians, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, these men are not desired in society. So we have to gather amongst ourselves. We shouldn't wait for Emancipation Proclamation again. We shouldn't wait for the other nations to hold our hand. We have to have a renewed mindset where we gather the brothers together and say, look, Put away the video games, put away the filth, put away the porno, put away the uh, fornication, jumping from woman to woman, the video games, whatever it is that's hindering you from mentally, spiritually attaining the righteousness that the creator has for us, that's what we have to get to a level of. And I mentioned earlier that we're chosen and we have to see that within ourselves. Watch this. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. It says this, For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above, above, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. There's no equality in that. We are were not made to be equal. We were made to be better than all the nations of the earth. So, since God requires us such a high standard, such as a, such a high calling, it's imperative. It's imperative for us as men to subdue our own understanding and follow what God says about us, not how society stereotypically places us. Okay,
0: got it, got it. Um, there are some questions in that as well, but um, I, I kind of want to move on for the um, benefit of time. Uh, these are short um, video episodes uh, Like I say, this it, it's, this is the second of a series So I do want to at least do um, one more uh, To try to address this But yeah, this, the, the, the topic of discussion basically Is what does God want me to bring to the table um, Again, we've already established that The rhetoric that is uh, floating around now Is very divisive It's also combative in nature And it's not necessarily or not at all Bringing um, men and women together uh, To try to find some commonality uh, About nation building Because at the end of the day It's really about nation building And if we can begin to do that I think we can alleviate a lot of the problems That are um, circulating around In our neighborhoods right now You definitely hit the nail on the head That for the most part Our issue uh, is more spiritual Than anything else But we have been glued to the carnal uh, or materialistic mindset and the hyper-individualism that you see that is so pervasive in the society today. So it's like we have to begin to try to find a way to say this is not as of importance as much of his, uh, 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 as, as important as you coming back around and trying to reconnect to the divine. Uh, what, what would you what, what's your take on that?
1: I agree wholeheartedly with that statement. It requires for us, like we read in Zephaniah, to gather ourselves as a nation. So Black folks as a whole, we we have an individualistic mindset, that YOLO mindset, that I'm a do me, you do you kind of thing. But the other nations around us, don't operate like that. They work together. They work as a collective. In gathering ourselves together, we remove the assimilation that we have here in society and operate how the most high wants us to live. So we mentioned earlier about how our men should conduct themselves. Now let's touch a little bit briefly for our women, right? Let's go back to Proverbs 31 and glance at this briefly, right? Proverbs 31 verse 10 says this, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. So now I did a Google search on uh, how much a ruby was worth, right? And a ruby can run anywhere from as little as a dollar to $100,000 for a single carat. Okay? This is how the Most High compares our women. Our women have to be more valuable in how they conduct themselves. Okay? So now, that requires us as men to teach our women and our daughters and our mothers and our sisters that we love them, that we care for them, and we want them to be virtuous, not thoughts, not wops, not any of these things. That are perpetrated in social media, Instagram, in uh, uh, the music videos, but the but the change starts from the men first within. So we have to stop seeing our women as that.
0: True, absolutely, I agree with that. So, but but here's a question though, because of the media, the um, constant narrative of negativity against black men, and it's gotten to a level now. Where it almost feels as though nobody, absolutely nobody wants to deal with a black man. And, that, and that's part and parcel to the fact that we have so we have the media, number one, um, that is the governing body that is controlling these narratives. And number two, we have so many people that are on social media platforms now expressing their disdain for those black men. And let's, let's, let's get that right. For those black men, and it's unfortunate that they lump all of us together, right? That's very unfortunate because they use the plural, pluralism instead of using the singular. Um, they'll say black men in totality, right? When they may be speaking of an instance of a black man that did something that was negative or whatever the case may be. But, but for some reason, we get the broad stroke of that brush, right? And that's very unfortunate, and I wish people would stop using that language, Right. Um, It's not all of us. Yes, you have outliers. Yes, you have individuals that do certain things. But for some reason, that gets to be front page news. How about we begin to talk about the brothers that have gone to college, have degrees, have businesses, are married. Taking care of their children There's 85% of black men That are married to black women But that doesn't get spoken of That doesn't get uh depressed that The negative things Get get, uh, get pressed from And it seems It seems as though There's a uh, Portion of our sisters That are hard pressed To keep that narrative going And continue that same narrative Even though that they, they may have had encounters with some black men that have been terrible in their lives. But again, you cannot lump us all together because again, there are definitely positive narratives that, that are out there that nobody seems to wanna to talk about. What's your take?
1: Yeah, definitely. What I wanna say is there's a new breed of black men on the earth right now that knows who they are, that understands history, and is not falling for the propaganda of society. Okay, we're not falling for it like these these people that run the industry. There's a book by the name of Land of Hypocrisy, right? Written by a Caucasian man by the name of Kenny Anderson. This book was so controversial. He had to publish it from Canada. (laughs) And within this uh, book, he says, if you expect the media to tell you the truth, you're an idiot. You're stupid and this was coming from a congressman of the United States government that worked hand in hand with the the media teams of uh ver- I don't want to name their names various news corporations within America okay so Look at the, look at the TV shows right you got a TV show called Scandal where they're perpetrating the black bedwench dealing with a Caucasian male oh white men can treat you better it's propaganda you got uh Tyler Perry Studios right who pushes a, a grown adult male acting like a raunchy black woman right? And look at the movies that's produced for colored girls that showed scenes of Black men not taking care of their family. That's all media propaganda. The CIA, during the Civil Rights Movement, had a woman by the name of Gloria Steinem. She was a spook that infiltrated Black power movements to separate the women from the men. And if you look closely at some of the things that they discuss when they're talking about feminism, it was specifically geared towards separation of the male and female. So now understanding this, we have to restore the decayed estate of our people, just like our ancestors in the Maccabees. When the Greco Roman Empire was trying to destroy our temple, force us to eat swine, force us to assimilate or Hellenize ourselves, we fought back. So, what is our weapon today? Is it a gun? Is it a hammer? Is it a. No, our weapon is this Bible. That is the only tool that will destroy. The evil that resonates in the mind of our people. Now we talked about a virtuous woman. Watch this. In Ecclesiasticus chapter 26, it gives a diagram. And I invite all the readers to go and go back and look up the scriptural references. Don't take my word for it. Go and prove it for yourself. Research it. Because once you read it, then you can say, you know what? This is not just Apphiel Levi from the forefront saying it. This is what God is saying. Watch this. Blessed is the man that has a virtuous wife, for the number of his days shall be double. A virtuous woman rejoiceth her husband, and he shall fulfill the years of his life in peace. A good wife... A good wife is a good portion which shall be given in the portion of them that fear the Lord. Whether a man be rich or poor, if he have a good heart toward the Lord, he shall at all times rejoice with a cheerful countenance. So now what does that mean for us as men? We're going to evaluate and see what are the appropriate attributes of a virtuous woman. We love our women. We know that all our women aren't crazy. We know they ain't all bugged out, but it's imperative for us to guide them, to help them through that love to show the order that God desires for them. Remember, we compared our women to $100,000 just for one carrot alone. Okay, so that's the mindset that we have to instill in our daughters. Sis, when I see you, I don't need to see all your curves. Put on a dress like a princess, wear your wedding gown, put on your honorable garments. You don't have to have the flapping, uh, uh, you know what they call them Cumbrella uh, eyelashes right where you, where your eyelashes look like they're thirty feet long and your nails are uh 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 the size of uh raptor claws you don't need all of that let me let me let me, let me let me interrupt what... you for a
0: minute because because yeah. it's because it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm hearing and, and and I don't disagree with you but I'm just again playing quote unquote devil's advocate um for many, especially in this day and time that we live in, in this current um, hyped-up society, where um, ASIO ASIO Cortez said something that made big sense to me, Um, a lot of sense. She said this, she said, we're living in the day and time where people now want to be factually right, but morally wrong. And I bring that up for for this express reason. it, although everything you're saying in my, from my vantage point, from what I heard, and from many women's vantage point that will listen to this, they know that you're right. They know that there is a sense of protection and morality in what you mentioned. However, the society has told them that what you're saying is oppressive, Right. What you're saying is oppressive. you're talking about oppression of me not being able to allow me to be free to do the things that this society said that I'm supposed to be able to do unhindered, right But the problem is, and this is what I say a lot of times in these type of conversations, uh, especially when I'm dressing you know trying to address you know some of the ladies um, that it's interesting to me that one of our greatest greatest Black, um, black feminine heroes, which is Mary McLeod Bethune, who stated that the character of a nation is not measured by the male. She said it's measured by the, by the woman, it's measured by the female. Though that is a heavy burden, that is a factually correct statement and it is and aligned with a level of morality That a lot of people don't seem to want to address You mentioned Nicki Minaj I have nothing against Nicki Minaj I have nothing against Cardi B I don't know these women Uh, Yes they stand in power right now Because of some of the things that they Have been allowed to do And obviously What the machine wants them to put out Right Um most of the time, when our artists get into these type of fields, they don't have they don't have the word, the, the mindset to come in and say, "Hey, I'm going I'm going to undress myself or whatever the case may be." It is the management team that says, "Hey, if you really want to make money, sell sex, un- unclothe yourself, right? That type of stuff." Um, but if left alone and allowed to do exactly what they want to do, which is you know something in their heart, they probably wouldn't even. Begin to think about going that avenue However We're spoon fed They're spoon fed Our images and ideologies Just like we're spoon fed Images and ideologies So it's, it's, it's always interesting to me And I'll end on this It's always interesting to me That for a lot of women Their, hero, their hero, heroines Or heroes Are persons like Marilyn Monroe Right here you have one of our greats, one of our most brilliant women, Mary McLeod Bethune, that said that the character of a nation is measured by the woman. And, of course, we can go into that, if, you know, if, if time permits. But the character of the nation is measured by the woman, right? Very heavy, very heavy. But it seems to escape so many because there's a level of accountability that is baked into that statement that she mentioned. The character of the nation is measured by the female. Not your degree. Not your attainments. Not what you've, you know, articulated over, over time. None of that. It is really about the, the moral level, the character, the integrity, like you said, the virtue in that. Now, I have to again play devil's advocate. Some of us as men have not been taught how to appreciate that virtue. So that's a whole, well, I mean, that's a whole nother topic of a conversation because we got to give the balance. You know, we got to give balance when, when on my show. But we have to begin to teach the men how to appreciate that good character, that good moral compass in women and that virtue in women because when we um, do not appreciate that, it is like fruit that begins to spoil And then then it starts to corrupt everything else. But go ahead, brother. I I just wanted to put that out there.
1: I'm with you wholeheartedly. Um, As a man, right? I see these women as my daughter. Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, all of that, right? And how I I would approach it, I would be like, look, little sis. Like, I'll give an example, right? I saw her on uh, Kevin Samuels, right? And she was talking, you know, they were having a good conversation. And all of a sudden, when she started discussing the men, all of a sudden she was talking about men needing to eat another man's genitalia. That's right right there. That's where I had to pause. I had to say, look, sis, that's off. That's completely off. This is the mindset of a clamorous woman that doesn't understand how to hold men in high regard. Okay, so now... Biblically speaking, everybody know what I'm saying is true. I, we don't got to sugarcoat it. What I'm saying is real. is just having the willingness to subdue our own understandings to apply what God desires for us as a righteous nation as opposed to society. Yeah, of course society is going to push sex. Sex sells. This is the kingdom of iniquity. This is Babylon the Great. This is the kingdom of confusion. They're going to say up is down. They're going to say left is right. They're going to say good is evil. And God already prophesied about this. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, he says, Woe unto them, woe, the word woe means destruction. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. So they say a woman dressed in the attire of a harlot, that's good. Sex sales will make money. But then what does that do? It perpetuates uh, uh, fornication where our women are getting constantly pregnant. It promotes the abortion industry because these women want to keep their figure. So they'll go out and have sex, don't want to keep the baby, and go kill the baby. That's murder. Okay. So these things that are evil in society, of course, the, 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 Other nations, let me put it like that, will say it's good because it's their kingdom. They like depravity. They like uh, 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 seeing us at a low estate. Why do you think the president of the United States of America thought, let me not get a, a college professor. Let me get Cardi B to come in and represent black women and black men and black people to have a dialogue. That makes no sense whatsoever the Bible says destruction or woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter so think about it Daryl imagine you go to a fountain you're thirsty. You know, you you went to war, you've been out all day, you're on your grind, you go to the fountain, you're, you're taking a sip of the water, and all of a sudden, it's bitter. It's bitter, it's so much you're almost about to throw up. You're like, this is just filthy. And then somebody goes and says, there's nothing wrong with that water, this, it, it tastes fine to me. This is what happens when society is so acclimated to depravity where they say, it's okay for your women to dress like harlots. It's okay for that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. This is the Bible showing you that it's a true book. God says that at the end of the day, this kingdom is going to come to an end. So for us, our kingdom is going to be next. Our rulership, that's why I said there's going to be a new breed of black man on the earth, and we are going to be the next superpower. In order to get that, we have to understand that these nations are going to have a spiritual warfare against us, but we have to stand strong and resist. Remember, our burden is light. It ain't hard.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, definitely. There's a lot in that. We're coming right up on the time. We got about maybe four minutes or so or something like that. I did want to kind of keep it constrained to the 30 minute. Oh, my brother just dropped out. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, this is a discussion that I um, um, feel Levi of the Forefront Express a radio. Uh, we had a prior episode and there is um, that. You know, it's on my um, uh, podcast streaming episodes. Uh, You can look that up. You can look that up on um, All Things Black Podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can look that up on uh, Spotify. Um, You can follow me on Instagram. You can also follow our dear brother Forefront Express on Instagram as well and listen to a lot of his episodes. And from there, and and again, the brother has, has has a ton of information that uh he loves to express he loves to teach about and i would definitely you know kind of chime in or jump into what uh you know what he's offering uh, i think this is a day and a time where yes you know a lot of us as black men has to, has to become a little bit more vocal about what we are thinking what we want uh what we are trying to accomplish and start to begin to set the standard going forward about what we want our images to be like um you guys see the um label at the top of the you know the banner where it says support independent black media Uh, and that's across the board support independent black media especially that black media let me be very specific support black independent media that is trying to really help the community and not be divisive Yes, there's going to be some people that pick up on this conversation and probably not like some things that was expressed. That is okay. I don't mind that. Right. I do not mind that. What I do mind is somebody taking this conversation and twisting it. That is very devilish. That is very um, Satanist, so to speak, to take some words and then twist them and make them seem as though I I said something that he said something that we did not say. We're trying our best to, with our limited uh, information and knowledge, to try to help the community at large, the black community at large. That is in my heart. I know that's in brother's heart. And uh, please look through what we've said on the prior episode and this episode. And going forward, it's going to be a, three, a third part, uh, If brother, if you would um, you know, love to be a part of that But, uh, yeah, so, again, with the limited time that we have, I just want to say thank, um, you know, uh, anybody that was watching. I want to say thank you, Brother Levi, for coming on again and addressing this subject. Again, I start asking the question, what does God want me to bring to the table instead of saying, what do I or what does somebody else bring to the table? Uh, it's, it's, It's very divisive. And the thing about it, too, is that materialistic things, they come and they go. So when you don't have those materialistic things, Then how would you address the question that what of of what can you bring to the table or what somebody else brings to the table? Because that's the ebb and flow of money It's the ebb and flow of material things. You get it, you gain it, you lose it. So, again, we got to start thinking about it on a higher plane of existence instead of, you know, focusing solely on. My degree, my career, my car, my house, I travel, that kind of stuff. That stuff is fleeting. It's only moment momentary, and we got to get away from thinking about that. But I agree with uh, Brother brother, brother Levi. Let's turn that narrative around, and let's start to focus on the more spiritual things than anything else. Brother Levi, I'm going to give you the last two minutes. Uh, is there anything you want to say there, Brother?
1: I just want everyone to uh, go back and re-examine the, this history book known as the Bible and look at it from a new perspective, new eyes. The, the greatest people written of in this book are our ancestors, and they have given us vital information to correct the destabilization that has occurred through the mechanisms of the global slave trade. The Bible prophesied that we would be scattered into all nations through slavery. The Bible prophesied that we would lose our identity. The Bible even prophesied, we just read, how our women are ruling over us and our kids are oppressing us through gang culture. All these issues that we face, there are solutions. And it's not going to be done by voting. It's not going to be done by a, a religion. It's not going to be done by uh, science. Or education, or economics, or any of these carnal factors, the only thing that will restore the decayed estate is fixing what our ancestors got wrong. We were the ones with Moses on Mount Sinai, where he didn't give us Baptist, he didn't give us Catholic, he didn't give us any of these religions. He gave us rules as a society, which are the Creator's laws, statutes, and commandments. This is the black man's constitution. And that's what's going to restore our kingdom with faith in the black Messiah. Our kingdom will come and no one and no person or individual or kingdom can stop it. Believe that.
0: Yes, sir. So this has been another episode of the all things black podcast. Make sure you guys like subscribe, share comment on uh, Apple podcasts. Also I'll do the same on the YouTube channel. Um, if there's any um, Conversations that you would like for us to have, uh, make sure that you submit those um, either on you know the um, the the um, YouTube channel by leaving a comment, and we'll try our best to try to get to those um, topics and see if we can a- actually address it, address it, and give new perspective to it. It's it's it's, uh, and I'll leave with, I'll leave with this: it's not just in the word; it's in the works. So, along with the word. That works. So yes, we're trying our best to put in as much as work as possible to change that narrative, especially centered around black men, because right now black men have a target on the on our on our backs that is as huge as that as huge as the size of te- Texas right now, and we need to try to fight our, our hardest to get that goddamn target off of our back and present ourselves in a more presentable manner going forward. That way, when people see us, they have to tip our hats to us. So. Thank you guys once again for listening to this um, episode and we are out.